Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Matt Nagy thinks the reason why the Bears played well is because the play calls go through him. David Montgomery gets an injury 
from the Lions game and maybe out for the Raiders game. Is the coach's office in the Chicago Bears not a great place to be? Is Matt Nagy completely lost his mind? Is the defensive line going to be healthy? Who should you bet on in week five of the NFL season? Who's going to start for the Chicago Bears? Will Matt Nagy ever be fired? We discuss all that today on the Coach Steve Show podcast. Please, if you're watching the Coach Steve Show YouTube channel, please hit the subscribe button. Please hit the thumbs up. Please leave a comment down below to be a part of the conversation, to let me know what to get better at, and just to help it out. If you listen to the podcast on audio and you listen to it on Apple, I got an iPhone, went back to iPhone, had a Samsung, went back to Apple, and I absolutely love it. I didn't know with Apple Podcast, you follow it and it'll let you know a new episode. Well, please, if you're listening to it on Apple, just follow it on there. It'll let you know when a new episode comes out. If you're listening on Spotify, follow it. It does the same thing. Google, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcasts, it's going to be found there. Please follow it, share it out. Please give it a review. If you don't like it, then just pretend it never happened. We just move on from it. You can also find the podcast with a new uh, network, the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. If you go to bellyupsports.com, you will find yours truly on the podcast. You will find podcasts on every single sport out there, even fantasy, every team you could think of. There's baseball, there's NFL, there's college, there's NBA, there's college basketball, all that stuff. And there's stuff outside of sports on there. There's something for everybody. Tons of blogs. Go check it out. And if you're a betting person and you're listening to me talk about who to pick, who to bet on, and you want to make some money and you don't know where to go, go to mybookie.ag because I've got a code for you. If you use the Belly Up Fantasy code, it will double your first deposit on my bookie. That is insane to get free money. So you give them 20 bucks, they're going to give you 40. You give them 50, they're going to give you 50. Now you got 100. Same game parlays. And what that means is you think three teams are going to win and they're, they're locked in. So you're just picking them to win. You combine them, better odds. You bet 20 bucks, you're going to win whatever the odds are. If you want to do same game parlays, you look at a game. You think Justin Fields is going to throw for under 200 yards. You think uh, somebody else is going to have, Daryl Mooney's going to have under 100 yards receiving. You combine it, bet money. There you go. I'm giving you free money. If you go to mybookie.ag and use Belly Up Fantasy Code, it's going to double your first deposit. Let you, it's going to let them know I sent you. It's going to let them know that the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network, somebody sent there for them. It helps this podcast, helps that podcast network. Do that for me. Thank you guys so much. Let's dive in to this episode. We're going to talk Chicago Bears versus the Raiders preview, and I'm going to give you my NFL Week 5 picks throughout the games and then tell you, you can bet on those if you want, but then I'm going to give you my four bets that I will be doing that I think that you should be doing, and we're going to upgrade those. I might tell you who I think is going to throw under yards, throw for so many touchdowns, but right now I just go through the teams. So let's go through the episode, Chicago Bears versus the Raiders. Now, before we actually talk about who might win, what's going to be the keys to winning, 
Matt Nagy has come out and had some interesting comments. One comment was, and I'm going to paraphrase, talked about Coach Laser calling plays. Matt Nagy said, yeah, but the plays, the plays go through me. I'm the mother effing head coach is what he's basically saying. I'm the head coach. They come through my headset. Is he trying to say that he was calling those plays? Now, listen, I have coached football, high school football for 13 years, had a headset on. When a head coach does not call plays, yes, he hears what's going on. In high school, you have the headset. You For the head coach, he's the only one. You can switch channels. You have an offensive side and a defensive side. So if the head coach is not calling plays for either side, maybe he's doing one or the other, he can switch the channel and listen to what's going on. So like I said previously when I did a Chicago Bears recap episode versus the Lions, I'm sure he had input on the offense, but there's a difference between having input and actually calling the play. I have been an offensive coordinator, so the plays, I call the plays. Your thinking process is way different when you're calling plays. You're thinking future. You're thinking what adjustment on the fly can you make. You're doing all that stuff. I have not been an offensive coordinator, been a run game coordinator, or just the O-line coach or a position coach. It's a lot easier to give a suggestion of, hey, when you line up in your 2 by 2 and your 10 personnel and you motioned your slot guy over to the left and reset him, they rolled a safety down. It looked like it was quarter on the backside and it looked like cover three on the front side or they brought it all the way down. They played cover one, the robber safety up top. When you went into your 20 personnel and two in the backfield and you tear motioned to the left, that middle linebacker is jumping out, so you have this run play and this run play. You don't tell the guy what to run. You tell them what could be there out of your playbook. So for that moment when Coach Laser is calling plays, Matt Nagy probably has input. So when Laser's calling plays, he and Matt Nagy are just probably having conversation. Nagy's probably saying, hey, I'm seeing X, Y, and Z. And then Laser could say, yeah, I'm seeing A, B, Z. Okay, so let's run DEF. That type of stuff. Were there some plays that maybe Nagy called or said, hey, let's do this? Probably. There's probably some plays that he said, hey, let's do this. Hey, you should probably call this. But for him to just, why can't you just come up there and say, hey, me and Coach Laser are coaching offense. Coach Laser is making the game plan, talking to me about the game plan. We come up on a decisions of what's going to probably work. We have discussions on the sideline or in the headset about what to call. He called a good game and we had a good game plan. That type of comment would have been more respectable to us and to the locker room, to Coach Laser and all the others. For you, for uh, for you to kind of just kind of say, "Hey, remember, I'm the head coach." Well, no shit. We know you're the freaking head coach because we need you gone. And maybe was it a little overreactive for? I mean, even for me in the last podcast I did for the Bears. To say Coach Laser was this and that, maybe, but to look at the play calling from before to what Coach Laser did, yeah, there was a huge difference because you have different personalities. I've been on staffs, and it's no offense. It doesn't make you better. You just have different processes and what you like. Some coaches want to pass the ball more. Some want to run it more. Some like gap scheme. Some like zone scheme. Some are going to do more rollouts. Some are going to 
do more zone reads or motions and all that stuff. It just depends on who you are, what you like. Coach Laser called the game the way he thought it should be to his players. Yes, maybe it technically went through your headset, Matt Nagy, and you're hearing what's going on and all this and that, but I highly doubt you took over and told him what to run because we saw on the sideline you didn't have the sheet over your face and all that stuff. Just, just why did you have to why do you have to come out and say, like, remember, I'm the head coach, stuff goes through me, whatever. We already know that. You don't have to tell us that. We are not dumb. And I've coached. I understand what happens with that situation. So for you to make comments like that, and because of Coach Laser's comments last week, I wonder if there's something going on there from the offensive side in that staff. Because Coach Laser coming out before the line saying, yeah, the game plan was awful. Maybe he's tired of seeing it. Not, I'm not labeling him as an offensive guru, but he, maybe he's tired of it. Who knows what the other offensive coaches think? Who in the hell knows what the defensive coaches think? So when stuff like that might be turmoiling in the Chicago Bears locker room, like, that's not good. Then that's going to trickle down to the players. And yeah, they're grown men. They're making millions of dollars, but they need good things to happen for them to have a job. So if stuff starts turmoiling in the coach's office and it starts trickling down to the players, it's not going to it's not going to go well. So Nagy, you need to stop making comments like that. Well, it goes through me, and I'm paraphrasing. That's not 100%. But like, remember, remember, I'm the mother effing head coach. The shit goes through me. Well, we know you're the head coach. Just let just just say you guys had a good game plan and Coach Laser executed it for you. Just say it that way if you want to feel good about yourself, knowing that you're in charge. And who knows if this quotes to him saying he's not dumb. And I'm not saying you're dumb. You could probably outcall me in a game on offense in the NFL. I'm just telling you what it looks like from a coach of 13 years of what that looks like. And making comments like that are not helping the fan base for you. Like I said, if Coach Laser calls the offense for the rest of the year, you keep the same coaching staff and you're still hired next year, maybe we make a run and you're still the head coach and you just stop calling plays and you just be the CEO, I think your time with the Bears will go a lot better and you can keep your job, which I don't want you, I want someone else, but at the end of the day, I'm coming from Matt Nagy's side. To just, like, why? Why flip it out and say, like, I'm the coach. I'm the head coach. Stuff goes through me, you know. He kind of wanted to take the credit for how good or much better the offensive played. And if you want to take credit for it, just say you guys came in and you guys discussed a game plan. And, yeah, we give you some credit. Like, yeah, we're going to have Coach Laser make the play calls. I want to do more of the game planning. I want to do more of the breakdown of film. So I'm not breaking down the film and creating the plays. I'm breaking down the film. Coach Laser's looking at stuff so he can make the plays. We're discussing them. Maybe I had some input. Like, all that stuff would have been way more respectable. So, Matt Nagy, think before you speak. I cannot think before I speak, but I'm not making millions of dollars coaching the Chicago freaking Bears. Another comment that he has come out and said is that if Andy Dalton is healthy, he will play. He will start. This one does not bother me as much. But it bothers a lot of people because Justin Fields made a start and he won the game. But people need to remember, Andy Dalton has way more experience. Andy Dalton, now I know this is how he hurt his knee, but he can kind of still move outside the pocket. It's not Justin Fields by any means. 
He can read defenses pretty well. Before he bruised his knee, he actually was not playing bad. The Rams' game plan was terrible. They had they did not throw the ball deep at all. But coming in and playing um, before he hurt his knee, he actually was playing pretty well. He was making good throws. He can manage the game pretty well. Like So people need to remember, he was playing decently well against the Bengals before he bruised his knee. So I really don't have a problem if Andy Dalton is healthy to start Justin Field or uh, start Andy Dalton if he's healthy because he's being a mentor to Justin Fields. If you looked on the sideline, he's right there with Justin. They're having conversations. They're having conversations um, with coaches on offense. They're looking at Andy Dalton saying something. It looked like Andy Dalton was looking at Justin Fields like, yeah, you could talk like this and that. And it looks like they're helping each other. He wants to be a mentor. They like, you know, they get along, so which is fantastic. Now, people are going to say, well, Justin Fields won the game. You stick with him. You know, I don't know. This is a sticky situation. I'm okay if Andy Dalton starts because of how well he was playing before he got hurt. You know, they've already come out and said he can throw the ball quicker than Justin Fields. I think he might have a better accuracy more down the field than Justin Fields. I know he made some dime throws, but they're just inconsistent dime throws. I think Andy Dalton can make those type of throws. He can read the defense better. I think he can check out a thing, get him into good situations. And then I think if you have Laser calling the plays, it kind of doesn't matter who you put out there, but I think Laser would say, okay, I got Andy Dalton. I can do more pocket stuff. Um, I can still do all my run stuff and my jet motions and all that, but I think that's that's a comment I don't have such a problem with, but I think people are just tired of hearing it all the time. But that's what's going to happen when you trade a bunch of draft picks for Justin Fields up in the first round like that. And talk about who's going to play, who's what. But you got to remember, not all rookies can handle starting. And yeah, I said it before, we have to appreciate this Lions win because it's not just the Lions. But a part of it is, yeah, it was the Lions. It's not like the Bears had come out and beat the Arizona Cardinals or come out and beat uh, Tampa Bay and all that. Now, if Justin Fields was doing this against those type of teams, yeah, maybe you stick with him. Now, I'm okay if Andy Dalton starts. That one doesn't bother me as much, but for some it does. Just, just we got to roll with what we got. And if they start Andy Dalton, it's just not going well. Play Justin Fields. But we got to just kind of. Matt Nagy needs to be the CEO. Just make those decisions. Game plan. Don't make the plays. Never call a play again. But one thing that is going to hurt the Bears. David Montgomery hurt his knee against the Lions. They said he's going to be out four to five weeks, which is. It's going to hurt the Bears. So maybe this is another reason why they say something about it. He might start Andy Dalton if he's healthy because I've said before, Justin Fields needs a running game to help him feel comfortable in the pocket. He needs that to help him make those throws. And uh, Dave Montgomery is a good pass protector as well to help the line out. But without him, that run game is going to take a major hit. I think Coach Lazier could be um, creative like he did last year when he was calling plays. I don't think Matt Nagy is going to be that creative. That's why he needs to not call plays and just kind of help game plan for practice during the week. But with him out, that's going to really hurt the run game. So maybe that's why he said, you know, Andy Dalton could start because Andy Dalton could handle a little more of the playbook and handle staying in the pocket more. 
uh, making multiple reads, not one or just two or just just the one read to the check down and all of that. So having him out hurts. He was, I feel so bad for him because he was playing a lot better. He he worked really hard in the offseason. He worked with a guy I believe named Chris Corfus that lives up here in the burbs of Illinois by Chicago. And he got, I want to say it was two, three miles an hour faster. And he looked incredibly fast. Um, but just it's just you feel bad for him. He uh, he loves Chicago. He likes playing there. He plays very hard. He gives it his all every single time. It, it's just it's tough. Um, and also, is the defensive line going to be healthy? I know uh, Cleo Mack got some bumps and bruises the last game. Akeem Hicks has been hurt. So that defensive line, you know, always rotating, and you know, um, they need to be they need, they need to stay healthy. All that stuff. So without David Montgomery, if the defense ain't healthy, what's going to happen? Who's going to start a quarterback? It's just all this craziness is happening with the Bears going into playing Oakland, um, which you don't need. They're going to travel to Oakland. Or excuse me, goodness gracious, they are not the Oakland Raiders anymore. They are the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders. The Bears will travel to them to play. Now, the Raiders just lost to the Chargers, but the Chargers are a very, very good team. The Raiders have been playing well. Their defense is a little suspect, but David Carr and all that, they've been playing pretty well. Um, if you compare the numbers, um, Carr, he uh, has 1,399 passing yards already with eight touchdowns and three interceptions. Um, they're putting the team on his back in the past game. Their leading rusher is uh, Barber with 143 yards and one touchdown, so if... The Bears cannot stop the pass game. The Raiders are going to be able to move the ball and play pretty well. It just depends on their defense. Um, as of right now, with the Bears, um, even Darren Williams, he's questionable. Their other running back, Andy Dunn's questionable. David Montgomery is going to be out four to five weeks. Um, we have a couple of linebacker out of safety out. Um, it looks like Akeem Hicks might be able to play. So, I mean... The, the Raiders, they're, you know, Barber, like I said, the running back, he's questionable. Uh, they have a tight end carrier who's questionable. Um, they have three corners that are questionable. So some reports all over. Right now, though, the Raiders, they're averaging 26 points per game while the Bears are only averaging 16. Um, the Raiders are giving up 25 points a game, but the Bears are only giving up 22.8. Total yards of offense for each game on average. The Bears have 275, while the Raiders have 430. And like I said, that, the passing game is huge for the Raiders compared to the Bears. The Raiders will average 349 yards of passing with only 80 yards of rushing. Bears pretty balanced with 152 yards of passing a game with 122 yards rushing. Um, the Bears but the Bears give up 380 yards. The Raiders give up 374. Um, but that's okay because if you give up the, the, the yards but you're uh, not scoring, that, you know that we are all okay with that. The Raiders, um, you know, their last five games uh, have been a, a much more – they've had a little tougher schedule than the Bears. Um, they did beat Baltimore in overtime. They did beat Pittsburgh. They beat Miami in overtime. And then now they've lost to the Chargers. They lost to them 28-14. to so they're not this crazy good team, but they are. And when you win close games, you are gritty and nutty and all that, you know. And so it just depends what the Bears, what kind of, you know, if Laser continues to call plays. The Raiders' defense is questionable, but I think there's going to be a hard-hitting game. It's going to be a hostile environment in Las Vegas. They, you know, I know 
the Oakland was crazy, but they do love the Raiders there. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be electric. Is, is Justin Fields starting? Um, are they going to take away what he can do? Do they take away the one read? Are they going to show up? So this game is going to go either way. They seem like a pretty even team except for offense. It looks like the Raiders do have a better offense than the Bears. But again, and he don't get hurt, Justin Fields coming in. We only had like 41 yards, 46 yards against the Browns. That really does not help. I think the Bears are going to play better with laser call in place. No matter who's starting, is it Andy Dalton, is it Justin Fields, the offense will play better. What is going to hurt us is if Williams, our running back's already questionable and Montgomery's out. If the, Montgomery's out, if Williams goes out, we're already down another, we're down a running back. So for the Bears, the running game is what gets them on going and moving. If they don't have that right now, we are going to struggle against the Raiders. If Williams can play, they're going to have to. He's going to have to be able to carry the load. Um, no matter who, if Justin Fields is the quarterback, he may have to do more of the run game. So Laser may have to attack the Raiders' questionable defense and um, put pressure on the corners or the safeties that come up and make the tackle. So are they going to do speed option? Are they going to do power read stuff? Are they going to do jet motion to get to the ball to the outside and have those corners and safeties say, hey, you know, you have three corners questionable, so you're banged up. They're going to have to come down and, and tackle us and make the play. Are they, and then they're going to have to bring in other running backs to help pass protect for whoever's in there. So if Justin Fields playing, you're probably going to see him run more. But I think it depends on all that. And then you got you don't want him to get hurt. And then you got to bring Nick Foles in because that means Andy Dalton's not healthy if you're going to start Justin Fields. If Andy Dalton's in, you're going to have to keep a tight end to block to help him get the ball down the field. You're going to have to do shorter, like mesh routes or shallow routes to open it up to, and then attack the Raiders' corners who are banged up. All that type of stuff's going to have to happen for the Bears to compete with the Raiders. But right now, the Raiders' um, prediction is 62.3%, according to the power rankings and all that stuff. Uh, but I think it's going to be a good game. I don't necessarily see one team getting extremely blown out. The Raiders play close games. The Bears are going to show up to play. That's just what they do. Their defense is going to show up to play. I think it's going to be closer than what everybody thinks. Uh, but we'll get to that when I get to my picks. But it's going to be a good game. The keys to the Bears winning are, is the defensive line going to be healthy? I think I'm going to be able to get pressure on Derek Carr so he's not making all these passes because they're relying heavily on the pass game right now with all the yards that he's putting up and the type of numbers they have on passing. And for the Bears, what kind of offense we're going to see, how they're going to adjust without David Montgomery. Um, you know, they got to get the run game going no matter who's in there. They have to be able to pass the ball if they don't have Montgomery and figure out how to move the pocket still and just continue what they were doing against the Lions. All right. We are on to our NFL Week 5 picks and bets. We are going to go over our – I'm going to go through each game and who you should pick, and then I'll go over my bets. The quickest pick them in the podcast sports world history. For Thursday night football, the Los Angeles Rams travel to Russell Cook and Wilson in Seattle. Say hi to Jeffrey Dean Morgan for, for me. This is probably going to be one of the games of the week right here. Los Angeles traveling, the Rams traveling to Seattle. Seattle is a tough place to play. Those decibels with those fans are going to be electric, especially for Thursday night football. The Rams coming off a loss in week four, but Seattle getting back on track with their win in week four. This is going to be a hard-hitting battle. It might be a score fest with these type of offenses with Russell Wilson. 
uh, going against McVay, the uh, offensive mastermind. This is a hard one to pick. I am going with Matthew Stafford getting back on track with that offense and the Los Angeles Rams winning a close one over Seattle. Zach Wilson drinking his caffeine from his time at BYU, not knowing what caffeine was. Finally got a win against the Tennessee Titans last week to get on the board. New York Jets will travel to Atlanta to play Old Man Ice down there at Atlanta. They are traveling, hopefully, to London still, depending on the COVID protocols. New York Jets playing the Atlanta Falcons. Yes, New York Jets finally get a win, but Zach Wilson is Zach Wilson. He's going to have too much caffeine. He's not going to know what to do with himself all of his time being a Mormon at BYU. I think old man Matty Ice turns back the clock and is able to lead the Atlanta Falcons to win versus the New York Jets. Hippie, long-haired man, reading book man, Pat McAfee show wearing Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Backers will travel to play Joey Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals having a winning record, which nobody maybe saw coming. Maybe they did. Joey Burrow is a good quarterback, but Aaron Rodgers is on a new level. Green Bay's offense is rolling. Cincinnati Bengals offensive line still struggling. Green Bay is going to come in and win big versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Hopefully, Joey Burrow takes some tips from Aaron Rodgers and watching him play. MCDC travels to play Minnesota. How do you like that, Vikings? Lions coming off a win against my Chicago Bears, who played very tough. If they don't make all the mistakes, they might win versus Minnesota, who is always up and down. We never know what in the hell we're going to get from them. Who do you like that? Who knows? They're playing indoors. I think Detroit finally comes in and gets a win. MCDC attacks the kneecaps of the Vikings and sends them home, and then they'll come up and say, how do you like that? And send them off on their merry way. The Denver Broncos will travel to the struggling Pittsburgh Steelers. Is it time to move on from Big Ben Roethlisberger, who does not want to eat avocado ice cream like Tom Brady, and to continue to help his body to do better? He doesn't do anything like that. So if he doesn't work out, why should I? He is an inspiration. Is it time to bench him? I think Pittsburgh wins a close one against the struggling offense Denver Broncos from last week, and Pittsburgh gets back on track. The injured Miami Dolphins limp their way over to Tampa Bay to play Tam- to play Tom Brady, who won a close one against his old whose old team, the New England Patriots. Tampa Bay wins big against the Dolphins. The Dolphins get sent back to the water. The football team of Washington hosts. The New Orleans Saints, who is struggling to figure out who they are without Drew Brees. The Washington football team win in overtime. Taylor Heineke is playing tough. He is an inspiration to everybody out there in the world, not just in football. I think he has an emotional win once again against the New Orleans Saints and leads the Washington football team over the New Orleans Saints. Carolina Panthers played well against the Dallas Cowboys the week before. Philadelphia coming off a tough loss. Philadelphia, who are they? What are they going to run? What's their offense going to look like? Their defense is struggling. I think Carolina, with their quarterback, wins against the Philadelphia Eagles. The Tennessee Titans will travel to Florida to play the Jacksonville Finger Jaguars and Urban Meyer, who is under scrutiny for sitting at a bar. So is Jacksonville going to be hung over? Is Urban Meyer going to be sitting at the bar? Is his new lady friend going to be on the sideline with him? Are they going to give the double guns up? 
I think Tennessee, even though they struggled last week against the Jets, is going to come in and give Jacksonville two fingers of their own Tennessee Titans winning over maybe no Urban Meyer this week, Jacksonville Jaguars. New England Patriots come off a emotional game versus their old uh, player, Tom Brady. They will travel to Houston to play the Lovey Smith defense, Houston Texans. I think New England is on the up and up. Mac Jones played better. I think I'm going to take New England over the struggling Houston Texans. My Chicago Bears travel to Las Vegas, where they're going to gamble their life away. They're going to gamble all the money they've ever made and try to play the Las Vegas Raiders. I think the Raiders are healthier on the offensive side against Chicago. Chicago has some turmoil going in the coach's locker room. Who's going to show up? I hate to say this. I think the Raiders win a very, very close win against Chicago. My new favorite team, the Cleveland Browns, travel to play the Los Angeles Chargers. Go Chargers! This is going to be a close game. Herbert's playing very well with the Chargers. I think they're marching all on their way. Don't know if they're a Super Bowl team. This will help their case to be a Super Bowl team. I see the Los Angeles Chargers winning against the Browns in a very, very close game, but a high electric game, pass game versus the run game. The New York Giants finally get a win in overtime versus New Orleans. They travel to play who them boys in Dallas. I'm sorry, New York. Jason Garrett's homecoming to Dallas is not going to go very well. The boys are playing very well, even though Stephen A. Smith does not like it. You have to admit, they are playing much better. Dallas is going to win big over the New York Giants. San Francisco 49ers and Hurt Jimmy G and Trey Lance coming in to play at Arizona Cardinals, who are red hot in their air raid offense. The best offense there is. And their Madden quarterback, Kyler Murray, San Francisco is going to come in and play very tough in the first half, and Arizona will run away with this. I am going with the Arizona Cardinals. One of the other huge games of the week. Buffalo Bills will travel to the Kansas City Chiefs. This is an AFC championship matchup once again that we saw last year. This is going to be a high electric game. This is going to be one of the most tuned-in games of the year. Buffalo travels to Kansas City. I have Kansas City beating the Buffalo Bills, by a field goal. Then our Monday night matchup, two-ankled Carson Wentz and Indianapolis Colts will travel to the Baltimore Ravens. Indianapolis is going to limp into this game, but I have Baltimore winning, not on a 67-yard field goal. I have them winning by at least two scores, whether that's two touchdowns or a touchdown and a field goal. Baltimore will win on Monday night football on ESPN. Now, we're on to the bets that I think that you should make if you want to go make some money. Pick any of those. But I have Tampa Bay minus 10. That's a bet I think you need to make. A field goal one is Green Bay plus three. Tennessee and Jacksonville will be under 48.5 total scored points. And I think the Browns and the Chargers will combine will score over 47. So if you go to my bookie and use that code and make your deposit and double your deposit, you will make some money. And I am very confident the Browns Chargers going over 47. I think that's going to be a nice score fest. Thank you guys so much for listening to this to the podcast. 
That is wrapping up another episode. Please go check out all the affiliates in the description below. Go check out the other episodes on the Coach Steve Show podcast. We're dropping more episodes each week. Go check out all of that. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you guys next time on another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. time. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more.